0: All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode number 35. I think, is this 35? Yes, 35 of the one, the only, the greatest podcast on planet Earth. That's right, folks. Thematics. Today, we're interviewing Deborah Thompson. She comes all the way to us from Washington in the UK. That's right. You'll see her and Grace talk about Grace being from Washington State. And Deborah being from Washington. You know who's left out with two thumbs? This guy, Andy Sokolovich from Iowa. Grace seems to suck him in from South Dakota, and now she has a common name identifier with locations with Deborah Thompson all the way out in the UK. Shucks. But make sure you take the pencil out, you sharpen it up, you grab your pen full of ink, because you're gonna wanna take notes on this one. Deborah talks about some amazing things that she's doing with Strengths Finder, and we just really have a good time. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. If you have any feedback or need anything from me, don't hesitate to send me an email, Andy at unleashstrengths.com. Now sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and as always, stay addicted. You're listening to Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com, the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. All right, here we are. This is crazy. We're at episode number 35 already. But before we do our normal thing where I introduce myself and Grace and our guest, The other day, I'm sitting here and I had this desire to host a little rap battle, but I can't have a rap battle because it was just me. So thinking that somebody else was there and I wanted to do something around StrengthsFinder, I busted out this sick beat. This rap is a product of UnleashedStrengths.com. Please share with your friends. See ya. Is this thing on? Yo, yo, give me a beat. My name is Andy and I'm here to say I love strengths finder in a major way. This ain't no gimmick, this ain't no jive. I'm about to bust a rap using my top five. A rap a song, a tune of my creation are all a product of my ideation a vision, my view intentions altruistic, never in the now I'm always futuristic meeting new people just like you I'm extremely outgoing thanks to my woo a story, a tale, an open invitation to listen to me rap using my communication this rap's about to end but nothing rhymes with egic I guess I'll do a google search using my strategic thanks for listening to me rap it's not lame, I'm gonna throw throw out the gauntlet and challenge you to do the same. Man, that's it. I'm out of here. Peace. (laughs) So that's what I do when I'm bored. What do you got? (laughs) (laughs) Nice job, Andy. Oh, oh, man, that's funny. Funny stuff. Uh, So my name is Andy Sokolovich. I'm a Gallup certified strengths coach and the owner of a coaching practice nestled right here in the small Midwest town of Clinton, Iowa, Unleash. Strengths. I am a coach for hire, working with organizations to enhance employee engagement, boost recognition, and increase overall job satisfaction. If you are interested in enlisting the skills of a strengths coach or you're looking for a speaker for your next workshop, conference, or seminar, consider giving me a ring, 815-441-2219. Thematics is a podcast series designed to highlight the massive impact the Clifton Finder assessment has had on now over 12 million people. It's our belief that the best way to promote its effectiveness and proven results is to interview those who've experienced the power of strengths-based development firsthand. Our guest today is intimately aware of her strengths and wants nothing more than to share her story in an effort to help others just like you succeed. For more information or a scheduled interview for yourself, that's right, you too can be on Thematics. Shoot me an email, andy at unleashedstrengths.com. Hit us up on social media, Facebook.com forward slash Unleash Strengths, Twitter at Unleash CSF, and you can subscribe to our RSS feed and iTunes. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes, we do ask that you leave us a positive review. You can see all those links and more at Unleash My co-host is Grace Lacanti. She is the owner of Lacanti Consulting. You can find more information about Grace at LacantiConsulting.com, and Grace hustles and works hard and empowers and motivates using strengths-based training to management teams and groups. Grace, what's going on?
1: Hi, Andy. I am doing great.
0: You're jealous of my rap.
1: It's sunny and beautiful today.
0: And you're jealous of my rap skills.
1: Oh yeah, I, I really wish I could do that. I actually tried to rap, <laughs> just like to copy yours, and it was a complete disaster. What? So maybe, maybe I'll try another time. <laughs> no, we
0: have a recording tomorrow. We have another episode, so you better send I me that uh, audio have file. To break it out, yeah. Oh, that would be sweet. I can't be the only one making a a dummy of myself on on. <laughs> I'm going to say on live air, but it's a podcast, so. All right. Well, Grace it's not all about you and I. We got to introduce our guest sometime, and we're excited to have her on. Deborah and I connected probably over a year ago when she was interested in becoming a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach. We connected via Skype, and she just asked me some questions about Finder and the coaching process. But now, fast forward the clock, she is going to be on our show. So Deborah Thompson, how are you doing? Introduce yourself. Tell us what you've been up to, and go ahead and reveal your top five.
2: Oh, thank you, Andy, for being, um, so for, really for putting me on the show, because I can talk about strengths all day, and it's just really <laughs> lovely to connect with people who like to talk about strengths, so thank you, thank you, and, you know, it, it, really, I think you were probably one of the first people that I did connect with to talk about strengths properly, um, that wasn't that long after you had been certified, and, um I'll never forget that experience. So it seems like I am rewinding and, and fast forwarding now and um, fast forward from a year ago, pretty much my top five are revealed. So I think I, I knew them there as well, but I didn't quite understand them fully. Um, but my top strength is learner and then connectedness and belief and achiever and maximizer.
0: So how did StrengthsFinder ever kind of enter your life? I mean, you're there in the UK, you live in, uh, you said, Northeast England, and you contacted me and said, hey, I want to be a strength coach. So obviously, you and I had the same passion for strengths-based development. How did you ever find out about StrengthsFinder and the assessment itself?
2: Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll talk about that in just a second. But I first have to say how eerie this is, because I'm actually in Washington,
0: Oh, Which is in yeah. the northeast of
2: England, <laughs> and Grace is in Washington D.C. I was so. actually
1: in Washington state, oh, we state, are, we, state. Everyone gets confused about the two Washingtons, so right. you are not the only one. Yeah, D.C. is near Virginia on the coast right. of the East Coast. Washington State is actually in the north east northwest corner excuse me of the united states
0: man grace last time we had somebody from south dakota you were from south dakota now we got washington in the uk washington states in the united states i'm feeling a little left out here in the midwest we're all
1: washington yeah washington is a great word (laughs) so you live in the city of washington in
2: england it's um it's it's in the northeast of england it's not really a city no it's the closest city is newcastle upon Tyne um, and Durham. Yep. Um, they're probably the closest and it's a, a a village really in in the middle of the, those both cities
0: well I drink Newcastle so I don't know if that helps
2: <laughs> <laughs> close well we're all connected aren't we absolutely exactly. and
1: that's how where your connectedness would be would reveal that right yeah you like to see how
2: connections happen and do you know that I always believe that everything happens for a reason and I've used that phrase so many times in my life yet connectedness as a word as a strength word or a talent theme word it just didn't make any sense to me at first neither did belief the only theme that I really had any kind of resonation with was achiever um, when I first had my strengths assessment. But let me tell you how I was first introduced to it, um, which is what what you asked. So no one person actually introduced me to StrengthsFinder, Andy, as such. Mm. My um, What happened was uh, about 18 months ago, my ears immediately pricked up. I can remember when I was doing an online training course and somebody on a coaching call on that course was struggling to identify their strengths. They could very easily identify with their weaknesses, but they were struggling to identify their strengths. And another person on on that call suggested that they should use StrengthsFinder to identify their strengths. And until that point, I hadn't even heard about StrengthsFinder. So my ears, I can remember vividly, immediately pricking up and I, I, I scribbled down StrengthsFinder on a piece of paper that's kind of a little bit of a clue as to what my learner, I suppose, was was involved in, but I didn't realize it back then. And so my learner talent and my maximizer talent, I think, immediately kicked into action to go away and explore about StrengthsFinder. And from there, I took an assessment myself along with the entrepreneur assessment and I also started to ask um, some of the clients that I was working with at the time to use it because I'd found it quite impactful um, and more impactful and more insightful than other assessments that I'd taken. So I began to get, really, I began to get great results using the assessment tool as a, as a basis really for helping people to um, transition away from jobs that Kind of drained them of energy, and I used it to help identify careers or business opportunities that would best play to their strengths. So that's how I was first introduced to it. It was by chance, yeah. <laughs> but everything happens for a reason,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's so ironic because like today I'm listening to a podcast uh, available on iTunes called Entrepreneur Showdown. It's these two guys, and they're going back and forth talking about business development. One guy keeps saying, "Well, I'm futuristic." And that word all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, I, my ears perked up and I started to listen. But they were talking about business development and, and finding those who are strong in areas that you are weak. So I didn't know if they, they never mentioned Strength finder and I didn't know if they ever had taken the assessment, but I sent those guys a top five access code and a little email today to see if they'd be interested in talking with me more about it. So it's amazing how through webinars, a little online seminars, or whatever it is that you're doing, that word sometimes creeps up and that's how a lot of people kind of learn about it, just through word of mouth.
2: Well, that's how it happened with me. Mm-hmm. That's
1: great. Deborah, I'm curious, do you happen to know what your Myers Briggs
2: results are? Oh, um, it would be the four letters. E N F J, I think.
1: E N F J So the feeling is a is a strong one. I could I could see how with your connectedness that would be coming out. Yeah. I just really like to see it. I don't, I've actually done a bit of studying to connect to see if there are any connections between top five strengths and uh, Myers-Briggs results. And I can pretty much officially say that I don't see any correlation that you can hang your hat on, but Mm -hmm. because we are all so incredibly complicated beings, you know, (laughs) um, everybody has a different way of, of presenting those. So I'm always curious to see if, if there's something new I can learn about someone's results from both of those.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I guess because I'd done uh, Myers-Briggs Insights disc mm-hmm. and I just thought, oh, this is just going to be another assessment, one of those assessments. So I was very sceptical and I actually had to do my own research to to kind of see it almost. But Even though I kind of knew that it sounded as though it was going to be something more useful and new and interesting I, I still had a little bit of skepticism at first mm-hmm. but it it's it's took a little bit of a journey and i and I'll I'll talk about that journey.
0: Yeah, jump right into that because yeah, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> you know, We're so since excited.
2: tell us your journey <laughs>
0: since the day you became strengths aware. Lead us through that journey, especially the first couple steps. This podcast is really targeted towards those individuals who had just taken the assessment. So maybe introduce us to one or two action steps you took in order to start applying strengths-based development into your life.
2: Well, the action steps to actually become certified, because you know, I'd started to get great results using the tool with some of my clients. And that was even before I became certified, I was already a a certified coach, but not a certified strengths coach. And um, I I used to get them to use DISC or Insights um, as as one of the assessment tools. But I was getting a bit bored with it. And I just always felt that there was something missing. So it, it started to get great reviews, great um, insights with people who were using the assessment. But I kind of thought, I'm not really sure I'm I'm kind of giving everybody their their best, um, the the best value because I'm not certified. So then I thought, well, gosh, this is such an expensive coaching um, course. I've got to really look into it and weigh up all of the pros and cons. So I think my learner kicked really into play because When I initially took my assessment and read through my strengths reports, I, like I said earlier, I only resonated with Achiever at first, Um, although there were some aspects of my others that did make sense that didn't fully make sense. So I was very skeptical. Um, All my life I've been told that I've been hardworking, always getting things done, making lists of things to do, doing instead of sitting still and always kind of following through on something that I start. And I thought learner um, somehow related to only to academic attainment. So I I kind of dismissed learner as mine initially and thought this is a rubbish assessment. It just doesn't (laughs) make sense. It was this is stupid. It was all very negative. And I really didn't understand the connectedness link at that point and belief. I just thought, well, what is that? So, you know, names on on a report. At first, if you're a little bit sceptical, I suppose, and you've had similar experiences to me, there might be a high risk that you might initially have a, a bit of a, a, you know, a negative reaction towards the assessment. And for me, I only, like I say, related to achiever. And when I got my full list, my full 34. Conditioned to examine what we're not so good at, I I went straight to the bottom and saw restorative (sighs) at the bottom and thought, well, that's it. This whole assessment is just ridiculous because I am good at fixing things and I am good at solving problems and I like to solve problems. So I thought the whole assessment was just wrong. But always wanting to learn, I was determined to get a better understanding of those talent names and I thought, right, I'm not just going to leave it. I'm going to dig further. Now, for me, my learner allowed me to do that. For some other people, they might just put the assessment and the reports to one side, put them into draw 13 and never witness the, the magic that can happen if you invest in them ever again. So one thing I would say to people is you know, g- get some coaching because restorative, for me, well, it is more of a troubleshooter. I like to find improvements and I like solutions. But maximize, which I didn't appreciate until I had some coaching, it's all about excellence. It's all about working with the best and always looking to be better. So it really made sense once I knew that, how that was at number five and restorative was very low. Because I do lean more towards maximizing than restoring per se.
1: So, so but isn't so, isn't it incredible mm-hmm. how they all work together? Someone else with maximizer, it would it would look and feel and act very different than your maximizer,
2: right? Absolutely, absolutely, because maximizer and learner are mm-hmm. constantly exploring to get mm. something even better. Yeah. So I related to the assessment as a kind, after a little while, I related to the assessment as a kind of an awakening from a deep sleep. (laughs) That's how I would relate to it because, you know, these talents that we've got are so subconsciously part of our natural DNA that I couldn't really see them playing out in my own life until a coach held up a mirror to to me. So it's a bit like driving a car you subconsciously get from A to B without even knowing how you've got there. Mm. But looking back, I suppose looking back on my own personal strengths journey from taking that initial assessment to getting those reports with a bunch of talent names on them, I can see that it took me personally around four to six months, I would say, to go from that initial naming stage, naming those 34 talent names, giving them a name, to then move on to begin the process of of claiming them as mine. I was just rebelling against them and saying, this is stupid, apart from Achiever, all of these are just nonsense <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was really the help of of some strengths coaching and speaking to a number of accredited coaches and lots and lots of research. And I even went down to the Gallup offices in London to get a better understanding of strengths before so, I took the, the plunge.
1: So you were just <laughs> pounding on their door, Deborah. I want yeah. to understand this better,
2: right? <laughs> Tell, <laughs> Tell me more. more. Tell <laughs> me more. <laughs> That's <great>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's so an, that's an, yeah. in, sorry. I my mic turned off. I started talking and then I was like, Hey, I'm not here myself. Um, yeah. It's important to think because how often do we read articles where we read a book um, or we read a blog post and we agree with 90% of it, but then there's that 10% of it that just makes us think, mm, I don't necessarily agree with that. And more often than not, we discredit the entire thing because mm-hmm. we focus so much on that portion that we don't actually understand. And I know I'm not, that's the way I am. I do that and it's, and it's something that I don't like about myself or I, I acknowledge about myself, I should say, is because I will read a book and then I'll get to maybe like the second to last chapter and the author will write something in there that I don't necessarily agree with. And then I'll brain dump the first you know 40 chapters of that book because of that one moment. And I think a lot of people have that experience with strengths, especially in my coaching experience. When somebody takes it for the assessment for the first time and they receive something in their top five, they don't necessarily understand or like they automatically get defensive and they want to discredit the whole process altogether. Um, and, but it does, it takes the insight of, you know, not only coaches, but strengths enthusiasts or those who are are willing to help you kind of go through that theme insights report and help you learn what that actually means and how it applies in your life as an individual
2: absolutely yes I agree and I think that claiming part the, the the name claim aim stage is the the claiming part um once I claimed my strengths as mine I began to really notice how they play out in my life and then began the process to then intentionally I suppose aim them towards outcomes that I really was looking to achieve so I now think of my top 10 to 12 strengths as my own personal top senior leadership team almost who who Mm -hmm. I call upon when I need to complete a task and if I need I suppose to enlist some of my lesser strengths for longer periods of time that will ultimately just drain me of energy I'll then seek out someone who's got those talents wherever I can so for example consistency is very low for me and I've, I've realized that if I leave my bookkeeping until the last minute and have a lot of bookkeeping to do, which is really tedious and repetitive and boring and same and same and same, I feel so drained that I just wish I'd kept on top. But now I enlist my learner and maximiser to to kind of join forces and pull together. And now I plan in weekly bookkeeping sessions with myself to keep on top of them. (laughs) So Mm. I don't have to have that draining, horrible experience again. But, um, yeah, so my journey has really helped me to go from scepticism, rebelling, okay, I get it, it's mine, all right, I'll have it, it's, it's part of who I am, to, yeah, this is me and let's get moving and let's get going. And I can see how that's all played out, but really the impact is beyond what, what's happened in my life. It's 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 been beyond me. It's it's gone to my family, friends, and lots of other people. So it's definitely a strengths mission that I'm on. And I suppose yes. that's potentially my belief kicking in.
1: <laughs> that could be your belief. I definitely agree. When when something moves you and changes you so much as this assessment has done for me, I can't help but share it with other people. It's just mm-hmm. a part of kind of the conversation <laughs> So, do you think this could be coming from one of your strengths that maybe is misapplied or misunderstood? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've definitely had a a lot of success with understanding my family members and even friends that I disagreed with. And now I understand, you know, there's a reason why we see things differently. Andy, have you had that experience too? Does it help in? Oh, tremendously! All of your life? I
0: mean, we've we've had this conversation time and time again about our communication process with our own spouses, mm-hmm. and how just becoming strengths aware and identifying where her talents slide. and then versus mine, it was easy to see why sometimes we butt heads, but but why we are a well-rounded couple and we kind of support a well-rounded family because you know, like Deborah was talking about doing her books. I mean, that's my wife. If it wasn't for her doing that stuff for me or me outsourcing it, it would not get done. I'd be getting audited by the IRS and I'd probably be in jail by now. Don't worry. I don't make enough money to be considered no, do jail fate. But uh, so who do you guys, I'm going to ask both of this this question to both of you. Who do you think is a perfect person to take this assessment? We talk about it all the time. But for those listeners that are just kind of cruising around, they land on this broadcast and I think okay, there's this assessment out here, I have a general idea of what it does, but is it right for me? Who do you think it's right for?
2: I'll let you go first, Debra. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough one, but I, I'm kind of, my first reaction, it's right for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's right for everybody who's willing to uh, want to explore a little bit more, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think if... <laughs> like there's some people who have suggested strengths finder too and they would potentially some people would come back quickly and say well I, I know i know about myself i don't need anything to tell me who i am and some people will dismiss it straight away so i think you've got to have a little bit of curiosity towards it um but I, I find the, the, the greatest benefits very recently, personally, is, is the benefits that it's given to young students, young, young people who are still at school, still, still in their period of study and desperately trying to become the, pe- the people who they're meant to be, yet probably trying to fit in and be like everybody else and strengths in a school situation has been great to see confidence grow now those are people who don't necessarily know what strength is and what it's about but what they've got from doing it is an opportunity to explore their differences hmm. um, deborah do
1: you coach students deborah or
2: do you we've, have opportunities just, for them? we've just we've just begun um i've partnered with a a colleague of mine um to do a program for schools and we've just begun to coach a few students in um, some local senior secondary schools in in the local area here with strengths finder but also to map out career possibilities that will best play to their strengths so we're not telling them which careers but we're giving them insights into their strengths um and it's 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 been great to actually have that opportunity. So that's just very recent. But I would say anybody that's willing, uh, who's got an open mind. Mm -hmm.
0: Grace, what do you think? (laughs) The voice of dissension. No,
1: I, (laughs) I like to play devil's advocate because that's part of my top five. I see future possibilities, ideas through my ideation, um, input, activator and focus. Those are my top five um, and I I agree with everything you said, Deborah. My brain takes me always to the opposite. <laughs> so in my mind, I don't think everyone is a great candidate for taking this assessment, and I will explain why. It's not because it's not an amazing assessment. It's because some people just are not ready or willing to move forward, and I think that kind of goes with what you said. So you you said it's it's good for anyone who's willing to explore and find out more about themselves. Um, I've actually been able to convince several people um, to take the assessment who weren't interested in exploring it, but who were having challenges getting along with others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they finally reached a point where they were very frustrated, or even career choices. That's Those are the two types of people that I have the most trouble convincing to take this assessment. But once they finally go through the steps to do it, many of them have deliberative... <laughs> <laughs> in their top five, and they're just they're very cautious. They don't want to be labeled. They want to you know, make sure that it makes sense for them. So um, I would say, I, I don't like to push people to do anything that they don't feel would help them. And that's why I would say it may not be right for everyone, but the the uh, feedback that others can have when this assessment finally helps to give some understanding of how they think. That can actually create better relationships and better communication, even if the person who took it doesn't necessarily feel that it was helpful. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It does make sense. Yeah. yeah so and it, it's it really helps me to, to communicate with others because I really feel like I have a huge blind spot in relationship building. I have absolutely no top five. It's not until number seven that I have one, and it it's positivity. Yay! <laughs> That's not necessarily a great one to be basing relationships on. <laughs>
0: Well, positivity <laughs> and, shows up as my first one at eight.
1: That at was, eight, yeah, yeah, we're similar in the listing, aren't we? It's mine I mean, at seven as well. It's yeah. oh, that's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, other than that, I have absolutely no other relationship building strengths until you get down to like 17, I think. So for me, I just am blind. And if, if someone would ask me why they should take it, my reason would be so that you can help others to understand you. If you really don't think it will help you that's that's fine but if you want others to get you better that's a compelling reason to have yeah. a way to communicate with you so it, that's one way I've been able to convince a few people and it's really helped my understanding of them and it's even opened up opportunities for them to tell people well this is how I see things and this may be why you don't understand me now you can understand me better
0: yeah Does that it kind of it leads into my wife has a resume writing business so we've been seeing a tremendous influx of top five on resumes and that's not my doing Ooh, they wow. send that to me and that's a great thing to see but somebody asked me the other day why would i put that on my resume what if the person interviewing me doesn't know what that is i'm like perfect that is the best case scenario because how often during the time in an interview do you get a chance to kind of jump on your soapbox? And identify five key terms that describe you, and then highlight the the strengths and the talents that you're going to bring to their organization outside of your prerequisites, outside of your education, outside of your past employment history, things like that. So mm-hmm. it, it is a, it lubricates communication. I say that all the time within a within an organization. It really gets people to learn how to identify with each other and work as a cohesive unit, as opposed to I just can't get along with them. So. So, Deborah, you've encouraged others to take the assessment. You've had a lot of good results. What advice would you share with somebody who just took the assessment? And I think this, this kind of leads back to a previous question, but that person is now sitting in front of you. They just took the assessment. They get their report. They turn to you. They look you in the eyes, Deborah, and they say, now what? What is that action step? How do I now take this and move forward with it? The second I get out of this chair, what can I do?
2: Well, this happened to my son, actually, um, and my, my daughter. That um, My son was in the middle of changing his university course. His top strength adaptability. And as adaptability, you like to go with the flow. You, you mm-hmm. like spontaneity. You hate predictability. So going from school with no gap year straight into another learning um, sort of line of study for him was just same too much and he probably had he known his strengths then he should have really probably taken a gap year and and did something else in between but what he did with his resume was he actually incorporated his top strengths into the the language of his resume Mm -hmm. and he he sat back and looked at it and thought do you know what I'm really good I'm like I would employ me, and the confidence that it brings is is brilliant. But you first have to take some time out when you initially take your strengths assessment to just sit on it. It's like it's like you've just bought a new pair of shoes and you try them on for the first time, and they might be a little bit nippy, but you know that they're going to stretch and get comfy eventually. But you keep trying them on and you keep wearing them in, and that's kind of how this how they were with me. So I would encourage anybody to. Just highlight words that resonate. Um, anything that they do not agree with is probably going to be their greatest opportunity for development and growth, as it was with myself. Um, so, any I would say anything that you agree with is probably what you knew anyway. But anything that you disagree with, I would I would probably say you know, f- find a strengths coach, maybe get some information learn a little bit more about what they mean and keep sitting on it but just keep pulling it out get the app download the app keep reading it keep Keep your strengths top of mind and then you can build that into resumes and job searches and start to really um, accept who you are for what you are mm-hmm.
0: yeah I like that it's uh I lost my train of thought here don't worry it's coming back it's coming back <laughs>
1: I'll jump in if you yeah, want. Yeah,
0: jump in. I'm thinking.
1: <laughs> All right, Deborah, I really like the stretching the shoes analogy. Yeah, so absolutely. I really like that analogy that strengths are kind of like we stretch into them in order to serve us better. And I also love the the strengths on your resume. What a great activity. Yeah, I think well, I'll use remember, that in some of
0: my coaching. You remember, uh, I, was, I always... Preface? Do you remember? And I always think, like, how is she going to forget? This was like three weeks ago. I'm sorry, I, I, I won't. Do that. I won't do that anymore. <laughs> but when we <laughs> interviewed Rung um, Chofit, Chirrut. he yes. said that that's how he. Forms his bio. So if he if he asks for a biography oh, or somebody funny. says send it to me, he writes down his top five and then he explains in his bio how those top five actually mesh or or work themselves into that organization. And he he uses this top five as a base or a structure to develop his full bio. And I think the plan, or basically, what Deborah says, is very similar. I mean, use that as as your stepping stone because when you sit back and you say to yourself. Okay, what am I good at? That's the question that got me involved in strengths, period. Somebody posed it, what are your natural talents? And when I did know, I turned to good old Google and I found this awesome assessment and then it was given to me. But it's, it's really, we've interviewed people now through my wife's resume writing business and we've asked them, have you had success with strengths? And one gentleman said, oh, it got me the job. He said, I stood there in front of a panel of interviewers and nobody knew what StrengthsFinder was. But when they gave me the opportunity to share how my strengths were going to better their organization, they all just sat there and looked at me like, "Wow, he's really got this figured out." And the fact that he was so confident in himself and so self-aware that really blew them away. And he ended up getting the job. So you know, it's not for everybody. I've also heard a horror story where somebody slapped it on their resume, and the hiring agency was like, "We didn't ask for that. Don't put it on there." <laughs> but you know, that's a Maybe place I don't want right to
1: work for. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Absolutely. If they don't appreciate it at all, good grief.
0: So Deborah, I ask this question all the time. What is your favorite theme in your top five and why?
2: I would probably like to say learner because I, since um, I would probably like to say learner, but I'm going to say maximizer. Mm. Um, but learner initially was because I'm always curious. I'm always wanting to to kind of know something. If it's, if it's a subject that I want to learn about, I'm, I'm just constantly doing that. And I can relate to that. I can remember my dad telling me when i was younger why do you keep asking why why and then at school i can remember teachers saying now deborah we know that you're going to put your hand up and we know that you're going to ask a question but we're going to ask somebody else to ask a question <laughs> first nice. and I, can, I know i can ask a lot of questions and i'm constantly my head's constantly mulling over but i that's because i, I just know what learner does for me now but maximizer. That's really um, something that I couldn't see at first, and now that I can see it, it's the, it's what I can see in other people. So I can see strengths and talents and potential and capabilities in people that before they can even see them, mm-hmm. and I can I, I saw that so much in my son, and I can remember why. Uh, you know my my husband and, and myself would be frustrated with my son because we saw that he had such ability and he has got such ability but it kind of i think max one of the things with maximizer is that you you just you you really can't uh, like you get frustrated with a, a waste of potential <laughs> yeah. so when i see potential being wasted it it really um it, 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 i have to kind of do something about it but what I init- what I see in people um, and what I can develop in people and help people to develop and the potential and the abilities and the capabilities is it's just to have that incredible impact on the lives of others that just gives me so much that that you know' it's, it's really uh, it's kind of what I'm set out to do. I just feel like that is my mission in life. To, to bring out the best in other people so that they can bring out the best in other people so that everybody can be the best of the best of the best that they can be
1: <laughs> that is maximizer right there
2: <laughs> and that's maximizer so um yeah so holding up those pictures and mirrors which is what somebody did for me has helped me but then that can also help other people to achieve what, what they can be and and have fulfilling lives and fulfilling careers as well. So it's Maximizer.
1: I have another question for you, Deborah. before we wrap it up. Um, you mentioned that coaching is extremely helpful as a, a a great way to move from understanding the initial report to actually applying it and moving forward and kind of maturing and understanding. Are there other activities that you recommend to your clients that they can do on their own? Like something simple that they could do to really um, delve into their strengths,
2: um, top five. Yeah, the um, well, the coaching um, kit comes complete with all sorts of um, strategies and tools, and uh, you know things that people can actually work on for their own personal development. And of, of course, they'll, they'll get a lot of that to do um, outside of sessions. But what I find is really useful is to keep a, like a diary almost of a journal of their daily events. So if somebody's working in a job or just going about their everyday life, maybe just to spend a week, take a week out writing a journal of the type of activities that that people have found themselves doing and to just notice and witness um, some simple things. Like, for example, I was helping my daughter um, just this week, and she wanted to sort out some things in in the baby's bedroom. And I said, you know, it's really warm in here. Do, do you want to do this another day? No, nope, I've got to do it now. There's no time like the present. I'm doing it now. And <laughs> of course, she's got activator And I, mm-hmm. I said, wow, there's activation coming out <laughs> <Never> <laughs> I can see it. And you know, just to even witness that those things are happening so quickly, I think is quite an amazing thing. So those are quite insightful activities just to take a mm-hmm. time out to do a journal. Thank you. That's a great
1: idea.
0: Well, Deborah, thank you so much for being on the show. How can people reach you? They're listening to this podcast. They love what you have to say. They want to contact you possibly for some coaching help, or they just want to connect with you as you did with me over a year ago. How can we get in touch with you?
2: So that there's two different um, there's two different ways. If it's an education, like a school, a college, a university, it's you can either contact me through my website, which is UXL, that's the letters U, X and L, lifeconsultants.com, and there's also gearmykareer dot and that GMI career is more towards the students and schools, colleges, and universities, but um, it's equally on my website, uxllifeconsultants.com. How how do you spell GMI, Deborah? GMI career, so GEAR. Oh, GEAR. Okay, G G E A R. Yeah, so the, what we do is we, we have modules within that program which are gearing students towards um, potential career opportunities. So uh-huh. it's mapping out a career path, and each module is in the, the form of first gear, second gear, third gear analogy.
1: What a great idea. So
2: gear my career, M-Y? Yes, M-Y. Okay.
1: Gear my career. I really like that idea. First, second, third gear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we'll make sure we slap that in the show notes along with all your other (laughs) contact links and anything else that we can add. Deborah, thanks again for being on the show. This was a delight to interview you. Best of luck in your future endeavors and don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or you want to reconnect sometimes and really kind of crank up that learner.
2: Thank you very much, Andy. And I've really appreciated this conversation. I could talk all day, strengths. <laughs> That's great. Yes, thank,
1: hello from one Washington to another. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to mention that in the notes, but it's it's so great to speak with you, Deborah. Thanks for sharing your passion for strengths and the ideas that you have are fantastic. Thank you. Thank
2: you very much. And I've enjoyed talking with you as well, Grace. Thank you.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Thematics. This was episode number 35, recorded on the 27th of August, 2015. Remember, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Go to unleashdranks.com forward slash iTunes, hit that subscribe button, and make sure if you like what you hear, you leave us a positive review. You can also find a tremendous amount of video content and other mass media, I guess. Media. What else is on my website? All sorts of stuff at UnleashStrengths.com. This is your host, Andy Sokolovich, and I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted. All right. Very good. Good job,
2: yeah. Deborah. Oh, I've really enjoyed that. Thank you so good. much. <laughs> it's, it, you can tell that you really love
1: to talk about strengths, Deborah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sometimes I have to be very careful. <laughs> oh, I know. How much that I talk about it.
1: I know. I'm sure my family and my close friends get really tired of it. but mm-hmm. I can't help it. I just can't help I know. it. It, it, <laughs> it describes the world for me now. So And, uh, yeah. Deborah, and relationships are so complicated, I have to understand it in that way so Mm
0: -hmm. deborah we actually recorded this post show a little bit too just to give you a heads up it's kind of some additional content for those that want to listen all the way to the end but correct me if i'm wrong wasn't your daughter in a movie
2: yeah she was in um jupiter ascending
0: yeah i remember seeing that on i think we're connected on facebook and i remember you seeing posting uh pictures of your daughter and she was in a movie i thought that was pretty cool
2: yeah, I mean, she um, it was an awful experience for her. Bless, I mean, she um, <laughs> she uh, had to wear this horrible, heavy, um, like headset. It was really digging in. She had bruises in her head, and oh, she was she didn't have a speaking part, you know. It was but it was an it was a for, for us and everybody else, you know, to be that close to Myla. Um, is it Myla Kunis and? Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, what
0: was the other guy? Channel
2: Tatum. Yeah. (laughs) Um I thought was incredible. But yeah. Calm down, um... Grace. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have a crush on him, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But the but it I mean it was so good. We've obviously bought it and the for the snippets of how much she's she's actually got about ten minutes worth of showing on the on the movie and it was so funny in the in the um cinema we uh I had to really refrain from that's my daughter.
0: Oh, I wouldn't have refrained at all. I would have been yelling. I yell at my daughter's dance recitals.
1: <laughs> oh, you're one of those dads, Andy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You. yeah. Would you the have it on your-
1: Do you hold your massive iPad up so that it blocks people's view? <laughs> I hate it when people do.
0: That. No. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. Her daughter was in a movie. That's pretty cool. We liked recording that extra little bit after the broadcast because everybody's so excited and the adrenaline's pumping from just doing a podcast. You never know what you're going to hear. So thanks again for listening to Thematics. Hope you enjoy the show. If you have any feedback for us, go ahead and shoot me an email, andy at unleashedstrengths.com. Don't worry. We're going to keep pumping them out. Thanks again, everybody. See ya.